This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Hello, my kako. Welcome to a new episode of What School You Went, where we start every conversation with that question. I'm Ron Mizutani, and, and today we're going to do something a little different. Uh, we're sharing the story of one man's journey that took him from Hilo to the NASDAQ stock market and far beyond, and, and how Pepsi-Cola and beer played a part in his very fascinating life story. We want to welcome uh, Dustin Schindel to the program. Dustin is a prominent business leader here in Hawaii a serial uh, entrepreneur and who has really launched many, many different items and things and companies with great success and someone who also gives back to our community in many different ways. Hello to you, Dustin. Welcome to the program. Uh, thanks, Ron. It's just great to be here. Uh, super good to have you here. Uh, before we get started, I got to ask, what school you went? I went to Waikia High School. Waikia High School? Waikia Warrior, yeah. You're a Waikia Warrior. Outstanding athletes come out of Waikia. That wasn't me. That wasn't you. <laughs> But yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, me too. I went to Kamehameha uh, School as another warrior, yes, and um, yes. so we're warriors to worry, but I was not a great athlete either. Um, but uh, welcome to the program. So, uh, so good to have you here. You know, your journey really, I, I, I think your journey started even before you were born, because like in the late 1800s, your great-grandfather started Hilo Soda Works, a, a Pepsi-Cola I guess, distribution business back in the day? Yeah, it even, well, it was started as a more kind of food and beverage. We actually made our own soda called Hilo Soda Water. No kidding. And, uh, you know, after some time, we did double cola and then eventually Pepsi Cola for many years until uh, probably 1995. Yeah. Wow. Longevity. Yeah. But I, I got to ask you, Hilo Cola, how did you guys do that? What was um, it? Did it taste like? Coca-Cola? Um, so, you know, long ago, there were uh, actually like uh, soda beverage bottling businesses in all the towns. So all the different towns had their own bottling business. And uh, obviously, I don't really remember all of that. But, uh, you know, that, that, that's how it all started. And over time, as the businesses all started consolidating and, you know, the big national brands came in, then we ended up with Pepsi, of course. And, and, Interesting. Uh, and that, so we stuck around for many years that way. And, and it's generations that way, too, as well. And, and you really, you were expected to contribute to the family business even as a young man. Yes. Yeah, so growing up in the family business, uh, it, it was never really forced uh, upon us. But, you know, we definitely worked in it. And um, after college, I returned to it thinking I'd uh, uh, work in it for many years. But it turned out to just be a few months as the, as the family sold the business back to Pepsi, and then your then your professional career really exploded. I I, I say in 1995 uh, you 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 stopped for a beer or two or many. <laughs> uh, no, really, you you actually had uh, launched Mehana Brewing Company uh, before that, but it's been a lot of long history and it continues, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Mehana Brewing Company uh, you know, started in '95. You know, we launched in '96 actually, but uh, I was 21 at the time. And, uh, so you're legal. I was legal. In fact, <laughs> at the liquor commission hearing, it was it was pretty funny because I stood up and they just kind of laughed and, and they said, well, "How you. old are you?" You know. <laughs> and so it was actually pretty smooth in, in terms of uh, the process, just because it was uh, the distraction of this uh, little kid, you know, applying for a liquor license. But in any case, uh, you know, the brewery is still there actually in its original place uh, in Hilo, 
uh, East Cooley Street. Um, the brand name has changed a little bit, but the original logo is still on the bottom of the can. So. That's awesome. I mean, we have a rich history when it comes to beer in the islands, uh, don't we? Yeah. So, um, you know, beer goes in cycles, right? You get these big breweries, they consolidate, and then you start having little ones pop up. And we're kind of in that ripe period now where there's a lot of new ones again. And uh, uh, it's pretty exciting that way. Yeah. I mean, everywhere you look now, someone's creating a new beer or, yep. or a new flavor and Yep. And that's exciting, and that's, that's that's pretty neat for the beer industry. When I think of beer back in the day, I think of Primo. Ah, yes, right? of course. I think of Olympia mm-hmm. uh, with Bruce Carter on Let's Go Fishing. He used to always have his Olympia can. Uh, that I can imagine. I imagine that was a pretty um, tough business to run, though, because of because of the uh, immense amount of competition. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a, a a good first business. Yeah. One because you learn a ton. It's hard. And two, uh, you don't make too much money. So, you know, it's better to do that when you're uh, 21 than when you get older. <laughs> but, it, but it was also a ton of fun, right? Because, um, you know, my friends would get involved, we'd have tastings, you know, and uh, got to meet a lot of people that way. So it was a great first business. Awesome. Well, your business background after that just took an incredible turn and, and with tremendous amount of success, a, a Hoku Scientific. Uh, you Explain that one. How did that all come about in, in early 2000? Yeah, so... Uh, one of the things I always think about in businesses is what difference it can make, you know, trying to uh, add to the community or the environment and such. And the environment was a uh, top of mind for myself and some of our some of my friends. One of my best friends gr- growing up, Kaleo Taft, he actually went to YK as well. Um, he was uh, a chemist in college and uh, got interested in fuel cells. And I was interested in, in hydrogen uh, at that time, thinking of hydrogen power for homes which uh, bad idea now, but at the time thought it was a good idea. And so we started talking about these concepts together, and that was kind of the genesis of uh, Hoku Scientific. I mean, you guys went big, NASDAQ, uh, IPO. I mean, just a tremendous success story, wasn't it? It, it was. Uh, we went from uh, startup to IPO in you know four or five years. And you know one of the uh, only high techs to do a kind of de novo or true IPO out of Hawaii. So it, it was definitely tough. Still trading on NASDAQ. No. So uh, in 2009, so after about almost 10 years, uh, we were building a plant in Idaho. And of course, fuel cells and solar had a, a mm-hmm. down run there. And we ended up selling uh, most of the company to a Chinese state-owned enterprise. Uh, it was called uh, Tianwei. And so we sold it to them, and I left the company. I see. Yeah. So when did Pono uh, Corporation come involved? And, and you still are a part of, of Junify Corporation. Yes. So... Um, Junify is a cloud security software company that a friend of mine that I met at Stanford, um, we started that together in 2016, maybe 2017. And so we provide a cloud security for, for businesses. And that's based in Palo Alto. So I'm the only one here in Hawaii. Um, and then Pono Capital Corp, which is the SPAC we just listed on NASDAQ a few months ago, um, that was started earlier this year, actually. So we went from startup to IPO and Eight months. So SPAC, when you make reference to SPAC, for those that on podcast land, that's a special purpose acquisition company. Yes, that's right. So the traditional <coughs> IPO usually happens when a operating company that has a business um, builds himself up big enough and then lists publicly. If you decouple the listing from the company, you have essentially what a SPAC is. It's yeah. a company that's listed that, that's not operating. You're, you're raising. We're raising the raising capital, capital first. And then we're going to merge with that operating company 
the end result is actually the same thing. Which is all pono. Which is, yes. Right, I mean, yes. that's, which is your, uh, what you trade on NASDAQ. That is our ticker symbol, yes, pono. Wow, yeah. how cool so, is that? Yeah, obviously the meaning is, is, is deep, and I've, I've used that in a, in a few different businesses, but the four-letter Hawaiian word was a nice fit for a ticker symbol. It, it actually went into the uh, selection of Hoku Scientific as well, which had a ticker symbol, Hoku. Very fascinating. So. <laughs> awesome. I mean, think about that, Dustin. You came from a little town in Hilo. Uh, went to Waikia High School and, and, you know, standing there in NASDAQ and, and did you get a chance to ring the bell? And We did twice, wow. yeah. yeah. Wow. So uh, we were actually supposed to uh, ring it again New Year's Eve coming up, but uh, we weren't able to make it. Too many people couldn't go. No so uh, we'll, we'll hopefully at another time. What was that like the, the first time? Oh, amazing experience, yeah. right? It's in Times Square. Yes. Um, they put uh, your, your picture up on the Times Square uh, bulletin and uh, or the screen. Um, you know, they put it on Fox News or MSNBC, and it, it's kind of a nice, nice, uh, I guess, icing on the cake for that experience. You know, you're representing 808 right there in, in a very large and, and uh, visible way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you're a father, uh, and, and I'm a dad, so I get it. That's probably your uh, most important job you have. Yes, yeah. I, I have three kids, and... You know, do the do my very best to uh, to be a father. You know, and uh, I I think in in some ways, uh, obviously COVID being a tragedy in itself, but it definitely allowed me to uh, re- rebalance rebalance my life. You know, and and how I spend it, spending more time with the kids and such. Yeah, uh, and I know baseball is a very big part of your life as well. You, your boy actually uh, was part of that run at the World Series. Um, all the way up to that, he yeah. he played at the uh, regionals. Uh, he was the winning pitcher there, and uh, um, but he he actually didn't join the team in Williamsport. Okay, yeah. oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. But but still, what a what a tremendous ride that was for for families and those young boys and men who represented our state so very well. It, it was a great experience. You yeah. Know? Yes, definitely. So when you look back at your career, I mean, your mask. What? <laughs> how old are you? I'm forty eight. Forty eight. Yeah. So. And just so much success. And again, congratulations to you. When you look back at your career and you see what your great grandfather did early in the in the eighteen hundreds, um, what a, what a, what a tremendous story that is, and, and and how that his legacy continues in you today in many many different fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think you know a lot of what I've learned, you know along the way has come from growing up in Hilo, you know, with my family and the family business, you know, work ethic, um, trying to do the right thing, you know, being able to uh, uh, take on some challenges that are uh, at, at some point almost overwhelming, but, you know, kind of chipping away at it till you turn around and find that you, you came farther than you thought. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, again, no disrespect to Oahu residents, um, but there's something special about a neighbor island young person, men or women, um, and, and, and what they experience very different from the big city of Oahu. Yeah, uh, I, I think personally in Hilo growing up, I remember always having, a, I guess, a little chip on the shoulder, right? You know, when you play the, uh, the Honolulu teams or you compete against the Honolulu schools, um, I don't know if it's kind of an inferiority feeling, but, you know, you're, you're, you're coming from the small town, and it, it was always uh, – uh, Put a little more fight in it. Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. you you know the the reality is back when we were young too, um, 
and you know, I have roots in Kauai as well, but I grew up here on Oahu as well. Um, it was always referred to as the outer islands, yes. right? <laughs> and now we make reference to our friends on the neighbor islands mm-hmm. because there's nothing outer sure. about the island of Hawaii, Maui, obviously Molokai and, and Kauai. Um, but yeah, people had a chip on their shoulder and, you know, it was because so much was Oahu-centric. Yes. And it yeah, still yeah. is to this day. Sure. When, when you... Um, when you see when you see that though, and see what you've become, this th- there's been challenges along the way. I mean, there's Absolutely. no doubt about it. Yes. This is not a success story where you didn't have your your hurdles and fa- mm-hmm. failures sure. as well. Um, How did you overcome that, and and what pushed you to the next level? Because I, yeah. I think about this, Dustin. I mean, you look at what you've done, and the different fields, right? Mm-hmm. Different subjects that mm-hmm. you touched. And what interests you? And you still found success, but at the same time, I'm sure there were failures. Yeah, so I, I like the saying, success is not final and failure is not fatal. Nice. Right? And, you know, I, I, th- I look at all the things that happened and it could have always went better. It could have, could have always gone worse. And so whenever, I should say a chapter, I guess, is closed, you know, I use that to try to improve lessons learned, you know, try to make up for I guess what you could call a failure, and turn that into something better. I'll drink to that. Yeah. I'll drink to that. Um, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> I, you know, um, I, I, I try to say, and I try to be consistent with it, um, there, there are, I don't like the word failure either. There are, there are challenges, mm-hmm. but I say opportunities, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's how you approach life. And, yep. you know, every day is not going to be, obviously, a, a nice, smooth sailing day. You're going to have yep. the, uh, the waters that are turbulent and rough, but, still an opportunity. Yeah. And and even if not as well as uh, it, you might have wanted it to be, there's always good things that come out of everything, you know. So I've learned that as well. So at the age of 48 now, you're giving back to your communities as well. You're finding philanthropy opportunities, I'm sure, because um, you're giving back. And, and that's big for you? It, it is. I think it's part of uh, contributing, setting a good example. Um, you know, I, I think when I was younger – it was all about just competing, trying to be the best, build things, you know, and, and, and such. Whereas now I think it's, uh, you know, maybe it's part of being a father, right? Helping, helping your kids develop, uh, knowing when to support, knowing when to step back and just let it be. And uh, I think that is reflected in how I uh, do my business as well now too. Whereas I would always just push at 110%. And now sometimes it's better to just let things be. And um, it, it, maybe it's maturity. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think that's, that's kind of coming into things. And, and part of that, though, is, is doing things that isn't necessarily about profit anymore, right? So whether it's baseball or uh, the Calvin Shindo Student Venture Fund at the University of Hawaii. Named after your dad. He passed away last yeah. year. And so, you know, they were kind enough to uh, name it after him. And nice. uh, so, uh, you know, there's that. And, and some of the efforts on the Big Island through Community First, which is a nonprofit there which I uh, do some work for. Um, all those types of things, uh, I guess, bring added meaning to, to uh, the effort, if you will. You know, yeah. Not about money. You know, I, again, I am just really fascinated by your, your life story and your, your success and love to see when a local boy from a, a little town in Hilo does so, so good. And then at the end of the day, still um, understanding his roots and giving back to community. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, I think, and, and hopefully, uh, well, and I hope it makes a difference, you know, not just for uh, the community, but, you know, my kids and, and the next generation that comes. You know, you start thinking about that a little more. 
So, Ooh, continue success to you, my friend. Uh, right. And Mahalo Nui for joining us. Uh, that was fun. Thank you for, for doing that. You know, sometimes we talk opihi. Sometimes we talk about the Manapua Molokai bread. But this was fun because, you know what? Um, we need people, influencers in our community um, who are giving back in a very positive way to understand it. When we ask what school you went, you say Waikia with pride. Uh, very much, yes. <laughs> right on. And Mahalo Nui for joining us, everybody. Join us next week for another episode of What School You Went. Until next time, Ahuyo. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Garner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.